Good morning and welcome to Bride, Grace, and Growth every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. here on Supertalk 103.3 FM. I'm Shelly Hotchkiss, Whitehead General Manager of Supertalk Meridian. Each day we wake up to start the daily grind and we try to do everything with grace with the goals of growth. Sponsored by Brad Bearfield Shelter Insurance, the Rock House Gun and Pond, the Back Porch of Meridian, Family Flea Market on B Street, and the Magnolia Soap and Bath Company. I have two of my very, very favorite radio legends in the house with me today, interviewing on Grind, Grace, and Growth, the legendary Ken Rainey and his sidekick and partner in crime, Al Brown. How are y'all doing today? We're good. Yes, sir. Everything is hunky-dory. You bet. And uh, I'm so glad you got one of my bestest in here with me. And if you only knew how much I love his wife, <laughs> I mean, I want to go ahead and bring her in right away. Right. Her name is Ann Brown. Yeah, boy. And she's a sweet and lady. And if you knew how much I love Cheryl uh, Rainey, you'd uh, would be on the mutual <laughs> admiration society here. They probably have had to put up with a bunch of stuff over the years and a lot of fun, maybe, or antics with you two. We've mm. always had fun. Oh, yeah. No matter where we were. And Al Brown has always, thank the Lord, if I called and asked him to come and play and sing mm. for me, he'd do it. Yep. Well, tell me a little bit about your past, Al, because I have just gotten to meet you over the past year or so, and it's been so neat learning and getting to know you and learning from you. Um, so tell me a little bit about your background and your past. Well, just uh, have uh, a background in, in voice work and radio, and I moved to Meridian didn't know if I could get a job, but Ken gave me a job, and I was working about three jobs at the time. One of them was playing music all the time, and um, and that was in 1996, and uh, Ken was um, just a guy that everybody knew, and uh, I got uh, to work with him doing commercials, and he taught me how to, um, you know, sell advertising and sell an idea and... Uh, be beneficial for the businesses that you represent because, uh, you know, in advertising, <clears throat> uh, it's supposed to be a tool. It's just like, uh, just like any resource that you use in a business. It's uh, used to create revenue for your business. That's what you do. You don't do it to, to you know, be in the spotlight or brand or anything. You have a specific message to deliver, and uh, it's supposed to create traffic for your business, whether that's today online traffic or face-to-face uh, -face traffic, phone traffic, whatever it is. But he taught me how to do that, taught me how to write uh, good copy for good commercials. And uh, uh, But I continued to play music, met my wife here. I was only going to be here maybe six months, a year, and uh, but met my wife here, and we made our home here. And, uh, and then Ken put us in business with our own radio station uh, twice. <laughs> and, uh, and it was uh, uh, the next step, you know, owning a station, running a station, hiring and firing and, and, and running the day-to-day -day business of a, of a radio station or a communications company is, uh, was out of my out of my league and I learned how to do that from from Ken uh, I learned how to do that from people like Robert Smith um, I learned how to do that from Art Matthews and um, and then you know we were able to have some success and move right along and then you know today is uh, we moved away to Florida for almost six years and 
when my wife retired from teaching and then back here in the last year. And, uh, and I guess you just missed it. You missed us. Well, Queen City. Yeah, we have great, you know, we have grown children and grandchildren and, and they live here. So that's uh, that's part of it. But that's a the Reader's Digest condensed version of the whole thing. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot more details that the listeners would love to hear. But we can delve a little bit deeper maybe on another time. Well, Ken, tell me about what you thought about Mr. Al Brown when you first met him, your very first impression of him. I've always loved Al Brown, and I think I'm getting too much praise. I didn't deserve near what all he said, but uh, I've always enjoyed being with Al, and uh, he's known a whole lot more about broadcasting than I did, or ever will, probably. But the thing I love about Al Brown, if I needed him, uh, I think, to walk to equipment with me, we'd be out there on the concrete. And probably be making you laugh the whole time. <laughs> well, it, the, the, or, the tr- or mad the, at somebody. The telltale sign about it for me, for me anyway, is that, uh, uh, and Ken can, I hope he'll vouch for this. I've had uh, many, many questions, all the time, uh, about my career or about something to do, a situation. Um, it's it's easy to call somebody when things are going fine. It's very difficult to get the get somebody to pick the phone up when they know things aren't going well and i've had times in my life where things didn't go well they didn't go well and they didn't go uh, the way i wanted them to and i was sometimes in my own way but uh mr rainey always answered the phone he always had a kind uh, ear and a uh, a loving and gracious uh, spirit to uh, give me advice Sometimes I didn't want to hear it. Sometimes I didn't hate it. And but uh, but I'm older now. It's like uh, that old song, um, the Bob Dylan, that the song that he wrote where he says, uh, "I'm I was so much older then. I'm younger than that yeah. now." So uh, you know, if you live long enough, which I'm fortunate to, to live long enough to be able to understand some of that, some of those uh, pieces of advice. And just to carry that a little bit further. I learn something new every morning when I wake up. There's something new. Uh, for example, this morning, I heard Drew Brees bark four times instead of three. Now, see what, a, what an educational morning I've already had. And I just got here. Oh, we, we, got some, uh, we got some stories we can tell you. <laughs> Coming back from ball games and, and uh, going, you know, the fair. There's a story about the fair. There's a story about... uh, A Ken Rainey story is one of the best stories. Hey, I tell you, I have have clients today. I have clients today that I get to, uh, you know, work with that I met when I worked for, you know, part-time. Listen, I was working, I say, three jobs. I was working more like four or five jobs sometimes. Uh, And radio and back when Mr. Rainey used to do television. And uh, he would call me and I come up there and fill mm-hmm. in or do something and um you know i, I always had uh, an opportunity to work i worked for ken in laurel for a short period of time mm-hmm. at a radio station that he owns in uh, or used to own in jackson and uh, worked yeah. worked i mean i he's just always been there and when i needed him most he would i don't guess he's ever turned me down for coming and helping me well, you're kind of one of those people that you don't want to let down, I think, and we want your seal of approval, I guess you could say, nah. because you're so kind and so giving of yourself and so encouraging. And I think that's why people 
just are drawn to you and you're drawn to people to help and you want to see them successful. I think well, that is a true piece of your heart. Al's going to think I'm trying to blow a skirt up and I'm not. Uh, are you wearing a skirt, I am, I am not. I am looking forward <laughs> but to I can. him coming and asking me questions about the queen of country music, Loretta Lynn, yeah. because he's got the right questions to ask me and I can't wait till that segment gets here for that to happen. Uh, there's an opportunity uh, in, in history. If history is a lesson, the things that we're doing today by having the discussion, not about us necessarily, uh, although I could fill an hour with that, but we have this, this, uh, this an historical significant uh, place that we live in. Musically historical significance oozes from the ground. And I've said this for many years. This is an original thing. Uh, I, I say it's original. I probably got it from Ken or Art or somebody. But um, if, if there was gold underneath the ground, if there was oil underneath the ground of Meridian, Lauderdale County, then people would be in here mining it right now. Mm-hmm. And the historical significance of the, of, of the history of music, not just country music, but rock and roll, R&B, blues, jazz, and the like, with all of that, uh, we're not mining it. We're doing a better job today than we were 20 years ago. And, in, and Mr. Rainey would probably say that we're doing a better job today than we were 40 years ago when, oh, yeah. when he began. But uh, there are so many uh, interviews that we could do with people that are still here that are mm-hmm. still with us and um, uh, Loretta Lynn is just the next in line That's of right. those kinds of things if you Jerry Lee Lewis uh, passed Same away uh, Lewis in a Dick Cavett interview in 1971 mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's an eight minute Dick Cavett uh, uh, which was a big show Dick yeah. Cavett was a huge show, <clears throat> and he talks about what his influences are. And the first two things he says, this is, the, this is a rock and roller. The first two things he says is Hank Williams right. and Jimmy Rogers. That's it. And Rogers is the, he praises Rogers for, for his melodic presence in songs. Yeah. Now, and, and so one half of our conversation could be about the phrasing and the, the playing and, and all of that, but the historical significance still still resonates with so many people today. And as people die, as people leave and go to heaven, we will we'll find out more and more of that. And, and all of us, whether we're in the radio business, the TV business, the museum business, uh, the, the uh, temple theater business, whatever, I, I, I can't tell you that we talked to Emily White and, uh, yeah. and someone the other day. Hannah Watley. Hannah Watley. About it just, I, I wanted to encourage them to try to include that mm-hmm. uh, in, in what they do because you never know. Well, we just need to constantly be educating our community and constantly encouraging artists and musicians and writers to come forth and share their talents with our community. And as a community, we need to sit there and embrace the utilities or the avenues that we have to highlight our talents, such as the Riley, the Temple, the Max. And we have so many. It's fantastic. We have Jimmy Rogers every year and we're doing a good job, but I definitely think we can do much better. We can. And like Al said, we've come a long, long way. 
but we still got a long way to go. Uh, there are people like Paul Davis that never get the praise that he deserves. And, uh, you know, Al of Vouch for what I'm fixing to say, Paul Davis had the number one song on Billboard reporting for 43 weeks in a row. Now, I don't know if any other artist did that. Plus the number one songs that he wrote and recorded for himself. But all these songs that Tanya Tucker recorded. Mm -hmm. So his history is phenomenal, but we're not putting that out like we should. And we need a, we have Jimmy Rogers Museum, and we highlight a lot of the country music background of Meridian at the Jimmy Rogers Museum, and that's great. And Leslie Lee was in my office earlier today, and and they're doing, but it takes a community to embrace for us to become a Nashville. It yeah, does. We have sure. to have everyone on board. So there's a, there's a couple of components. I would say I've only learned this in the last five or six years, and uh, it's only by sort of watching and seeing how, how things are done maybe in other places. Um, uh, leadership is not asking Ken Rainey to do something. Leadership is involving Ken Rainey in a specific role that uses the, the greatest asset at our disposal that he could use. Uh, banks are a part of that. Uh, our local industry through EMBDC and through the uh, Mississippi uh, Arts Entertainment Center, the Temple Theater, the Riley Center, and all of the philanthropy that goes on in our, in our community have to be uh, retooled and hyper-focused into what their roles can be. We're not it's it's like uh, being critical of a fish because he can't climb a tree. <laughs> it's holding people accountable for things that Flying they, fish might be able to. You know, so holding people accountable for things that they that they don't know how to do or they're not educated in how to do is is just fodder. I mean, it 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 really is. So we need those young leaders. We see it in our uh, you know, local businesses too. There are lots of young leaders. Ken, there are. Late 20-somethings and 30-somethings and 40-somethings that are coming on the scene and yeah. willing to be a part of local boards or even volunteer. I, you know, Cooper Huff comes to my mind. Yeah. Cooper is a wonderful leader. Yes. He, he leads by example. He, he may be the guy that's presenting the check, the $38,000 check, but he's also the guy that's up at 3.30 a.m. at the and, – and, selling broad you know selling packages and sponsorships and cooking all day or doing whatever he's doing to, to lead and I, I don't mean to embarrass cooper i'm just saying that's that's Cooper's probably loving it i'm going to make sure he tunes in when and jason uh, armstrong this. comes to mind <laughs> jason's been being a, a good leader well so we have so much young talent and i want to highlight an event that we're all a part of real quick because that's the event is not what this show is about but speaking of young talent, speaking of highlighting, we have so many musicians that have been influenced by the Tipple Theater that it was maybe their first performance there or their first collaboration or they opened for someone. And that's the Temple Theater. And it seems that the Temple Theater holds a near and dear special place for all of the musicians that are here in Meridian. And, you know, she needs a little bit of help. And so I'm really excited that Super Talk and Ken Rainey and the Temple Theater, and all of the musicians that have come together to form this event on December the 4th. It's a music festival, and we have so many talented musicians, including Al Brown, that will be helping us to record a live album to raise residual money that will constantly be going into a third-party fundraiser for the Temple Theater. So make sure that you set your date for 
Sunday, December the 4th for Live at the Temple. Tickets are $20. You can go to iTickets. And there's a lot of really great surprises. But now, Al, I want to know about your feelings and how you feel about the Temple Theater and how it's influenced your life. I I would say that um, my first uh, experience at the Temple was, again, with Mr. Rainey, uh, the Jimmy Rogers when I moved here in January of 96, that uh, Jimmy Rogers, I remember it being announced, and the the Temple Theater in the ballroom had all of the TV stations and radio stations set up so that when entertainers would come through, they could do interviews and they would have, it was an interactive place for our citizens and the and the fans of country music, the fans of music period, could come each night. By the way, Monday through the next Saturday. That's so right. it was six nights in a row. And a lot of the shows were two shows a night. So one at 7 and one at 9.30, I think was how it was. Isn't that right, right. Ken? Well, 6.40 and 9.15. 6.40 and 9.15. And a lot of people would get tickets to both shows. My experience was I met a lot of people in the ballroom. I met a lot of, you know, country music people and, and managers and road people and sound people and guitar players and all that. But I met a lot of our community right there because they were the ones involved, not to be redundant. But at that time, that was a draw to our business community. Uh, Ken, uh, Eddie Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, we had fun. Uh, everybody was on the same page. Sure, there was competition between the, but uh, WTOK was there. 2430 was, was, was there. They were just coming back on the That's air correct. at the time. Yeah. Uh, there was a tremendous amount of community pride, camaraderie, and, um, and community spirit that went a long way. And that's what drew uh, me. I enjoyed going to work every day. Uh, I, I still enjoy going to work, but <laughs> I, I sure enjoyed it back then because they were having this in the ballroom. We had a great time. Oh. We had something going on always, and competition made a lot of that happen. I'll tell you what, for a starving musician that was working three, you know, they had hamburgers and ribs and and all kinds of, you know, and if you're a musician working, you know what I'm talking about when you can go and get a hamburger somewhere. (laughs) I'm not even joking about that. I got a story about that I want to tell you right now. You probably, Al's probably heard these stories a million times, but he won't admit it. (laughs) But anyhow, I tried for a number of years to obtain Brenda Lee from the Jimmy Rogers Festival. So we brought her to Meridian, and she came in that afternoon. And, you know, most people have a road manager that deem it necessary to tell us what they need and how many times they need it and all this (laughs) stuff. And so Brenda Lee came in, and I said, Miss Lee, so proud to have you and all the good stuff. I said, now, what do you need us to do on the stage? She said, nothing, just move over. We'll do whatever we need to do. She was the easiest person in the world. So anyway, five years passed, maybe six, seven years passed, and I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. So I go to renew my membership at the Country Music Association. And when I get out of my vehicle, there sat Brenda Lee on a concrete, uh, what do you call it, a little bench? Yeah, yeah. A little concrete bench. And she was talking to some lady, and I said, please forgive me for interrupting y'all, but Miss Lee, I wanted to thank you for coming to Jimmy Rogers, she said, you don't have to thank me. The turnip greens and cornbread and the mm. peas and butter beans mm. is what I liked. Yes, ma'am. She remembered being there because that's what we serve. 
Well, that's a great thing to remember, and I'm a foodie, so I remember food anywhere that I go, and I love to eat. And I'm going to tell you this, too, that Mr. Randy so told me one time, this is a long time ago, he said, I promise you, uh, when you go in there, if you ever get to play in there, it'll sound better than it does at the Ryman Auditorium. And, of course, I'm from North Alabama. I've been to Muscle Shoals. I've been to Mich- I'm, uh, Nashville. I've been different places and uh, you know i i know more than mr rainey does and he doesn't know what he's talking about he's just selling me a line of line of talk let me tell you it i've i've been to the ryman and i've I've certainly never played the ryman but i've been to so many shows at the ryman over the years and i've been to likewise so many shows at the temple there we have recordings no microphones yeah just the microphone of a camera I have g- acoustic guitar recordings of just just that, and it is a phenomenal, a phenomenal venue. It is unbelievably, without question, one of the jewels of our nation in as much as how it sounds. It was built to sound that way because we didn't have uh, microphones and amplification in 1927, 28, 29. It was built like that, like my church, First Christian Church, is built that way. And so it, I don't mean to belabor that. Beautiful but acoustics are beautiful. It is but the finest. Now, he'd only been back in town just a few months maybe. And so I asked him, would you come play the Temple Theater stage? So he hurriedly put together two or three people, and they came. And I'm telling you, we had more fun mm-hmm. in that 15 minutes than we've had in years because Manny Mitchell was playing drums. Mm-hmm. And I forget. Locked on. Yeah, Locke was on it. Anyway, <laughs> Manny's looking over on the side of the stage, and uh, he's doing this motion, and I thought he wants some water. Well, I take the water out there, and he don't want the water. <laughs> he he couldn't read who was coming up next or who was singing what. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. We, it was a fun show. We put together a. Uh, really I'll good. never forget that. It was it was really something. <laughs> yeah. It really was. It was all ad lib. It's what made it so fun. Is huh. nobody knew exactly what they was going to sing next. Well, we we had we had three songs that we were going to do, <laughs> and then Mr. Rainey, which I. I've never. I, I'd always thought this was gracious. They asked me to play one more song by myself, and I, I, I just loved it. I mean, I really did. I, I just they, the other two guys went away, and I had one guitar with with. It was great. That's the reason I asked him to do it because it, it was fantastic. I mean, I had so much fun doing that, and I will have fun at this event too. I well, promise. I, I can't wait. I can honestly tell you, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like I have good guidance and and. And good, you know, encouragement. So um, well, you need to be more confident. Well, I'm trying to be. I just want to make y'all proud. You be more. <laughs> I want to make y'all proud, and I want to make our city proud, and and I want to make a difference. And I think that's also what a lot of these musicians, all y'all, are want to make a difference. And you know, all Ken, of y'all I know that heart. we used to have the uh, Sukunachi Review there. Oh yeah, and I get that. I, I get that, and Jack I think that's a wonderful, wonderful event. Yeah. And he's um, playing on the. He's playing at our event. But I, I would, I would suggest to you the the thought of, uh, you know, the third Saturday in in you know once a quarter or whatever the you know, the third Saturday, spring, the seasonal singing at the temple or whatever spring, summer, fall, and winter, and 
it's not so much that the folks from across the street are down the war and equipment in Philadelphia and in Newton and Decatur and, and, and Livingston and Butler. And we want those people to come. But I, I propose to you that the, the world is bigger than it was 30, oh, yeah. 25, 30 years For ago sure. when we were doing. And someone that lives in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, or Waco, Texas, or Champaign, Illinois, wants to come and experience this. I, I do want, agree. Yeah. That we have, on a regular and we basis. all have the ability. Yeah. We all ha- we all we we have the ability. We have the means. Yeah. We have we we may lack work ethic from time to time, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I'm not being critical of anyone. We we all are guilty of that. Oh, yeah. But at some point, be getting on the same page and and putting this in the hands of those people who have the means to travel, who have the the dollars to spend, they're looking for something. Eighty. Almost 80% of our nation's wealth is controlled by baby boomers. That means they're 58 years old and older, yeah. and they travel all the time. Yeah, and and you are correct about one thing. The abundance of talent we have in this county is phenomenal. Like Scott McQuaid, yeah. You know, I'm worried about trying to get them all on on December the yeah. 4th. Well, we're going to get them all on if I have to get out my, my ruler and say, <laughs> come on, come on, come on, you know, let's I, go. And I love, I love Brett Gully, and he's one of my favorite people in the Amen. world. And, and I, I love I love a, a lot of these guys that are playing music around here. It's wonderful to see. But I've told Ken this before many times. I believe that Scott McQuaid oh has the best um, voice Amen. I mean, I just think he's got the best voice I've ever heard. I just I think he him, does. I asked him to come out and do a radio show with me. And it's amazing how his voice has mellowed. And everything that comes out of his mouth, you can understand every single word, syllable. That's right. You don't have to wonder. That's right. You can hear it. And it's just phenomenal how far he's come since 1989 when we started together that's right a long I rem- time ago. remember those stories but he's great and i love him and uh just like i love al brown i interviewed scott mcquaig and peter ocello on last week's show and we were talking about travis tritt mm-hmm. and you know those guys are older than me and i said when i think of travis tritt i think of the mullet i was like did you guys have a mullet and they started laughing they're like yeah yeah we did and so it's just that was just like kind of like how we ended our conversation or our interview it was just like just also look how country music has evolved over the last couple of years you know it's such a different genre people do like me i like the old school feel of country music but it's evolved but we got to make sure we keep moving forward and we got to make sure that we keep inspiring talent here in our great queen city so guys thank you so much for coming in today i knew that this interview would be quick i used to have long hair <laughs> Thank you both. Yeah, he did, and they used to call them the hair boys. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Mo- most hair on the air. Most <laughs> hair on the air. That's correct. Sure did. <laughs> like Billy. There's Ray. one of my favorite. I know she's I, my next victim. Emily. Listen, Al plays the acoustic great, but this is the best female acoustic player that I've heard in years, and wow. I've heard a lot of them. I agree. I've been uh, listening to all of our talent on Live at the I Temple. I tell you something, too. If you're a singer and, you want sing, and you're singing the tapes and CDs and all that, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. But, you know, learn to play an instrument. Man, she plays play, play a, play a guitar. acoustic now, I'm telling you. Play a, play a gu- guitar, play a piano, play a fiddle, play something like that. 
Well, at least we have Dan Confey and, you know, the DC right. Guitar Studio uh, now. So if you want to learn, you know, you can get lessons also. Well, guys, thanks so yep. much for coming thanks in. I'm sure you. we're going to have you guys on before our event at Live at the Temple. Again, you guys, make Is sure you reserve. It's <laughs> a promise. <laughs> make sure you all tune in. There's going to be a lot, a lot of chatter going on about this event over the next month we're really excited about it here at super talk meridian again you can always live stream all of our shows on super talk 103.3 fm from the super talk mississippi app and you can also download brian grace and growth on anchor.fm thank you thank you thank you, thank you. Thank we you. enjoy it show.